0: The Australians began their T20 World Cup campaign, a five-wicket win over the Proteas last night. The Aussies chasing down the total of 118, with two balls to spare. The T20 World Cup is, of course, the one major cricket trophy that's eluded the Aussie men. Now, in its seventh iteration, a final against England in 2010, our best appearance with two other semi-final. Results in the tournament. That's, of course, in stark contrast to our efforts in the 50-over format, five wins from 12 World Cups. Uh, This is also the first time that the team has gathered since what have been described as frank and open conversations about the team environment involving some of the team's leaders. The coach, Justin Langer, was central to all of those chats, and he's with me on Summer Grandstand, right around Australia. Welcome, Justin. It's good to speak again.
1: Hey Ben. How are you? Nice to speak to you as well.
0: Uh, Very well, thank you. What were your reflections on last night's first up win? It was really nice to get
1: the points first up. Uh, It was good to beat South Africa, who are a very tough opponent. They've been in red-hot form, so in T20 cricket. So they're a very athletic team, very skilled team, very disciplined team. And for us to win by five wickets is a good result. Uh, I'd also made me reflect that my gut feeling is that we're going to have a lot of tight contests in these conditions. We've got a, tight, we're a tough pool but of, of opposition, but it's going to be a t- uh, on these wickets, they're going to be a lot of tight finishes,
0: I think. So potentially low scoring tight matches is your anticipation throughout this tournament?
1: Potentially, yeah. I, I, the wickets we're playing on here in Dubai, we played in Abu Dhabi last night, They've just had the IPL tournament here that finished a couple of days before this kicked off.
0: Justin, we were speaking about the pitches over there and the fact they were used for the IPL and they are a little bit tired and lower and slower. Uh,
1: yeah, look, I, I just think for, we, we can expect some really close contests and the wickets are going to be uh, are a little bit tired. It's very hot over here. So as I was, I was saying before, for the cricket lovers, just be ready for some... Uh, for some nail biters
0: Uh, Justin one of the things that I saw with you when you were coaching the Perth Scorchers uh, at least as I recall it you might tell me I'm wrong was that you often went with the five specialist bowlers the six batsmen interesting this Australian team is going with the four specialist bowlers and relying on overs from the all rounders the likes of Stoinis, Maxwell we saw him bowl the second over and Mitch Marsh why have you elected to go down that path
1: yeah, look, it's good observation. I've always, through my coaching tenure in T20 cricket, liked to have the five specialist bowlers. Uh, but because of the conditions we're well, – oh, there's two reasons, actually. One, because of the conditions we're playing in. We just feel just uh, strengthening our batting is going to be important, and we saw that last night. Um, and the other thing is Marcus Stoinis, um, Mitch Marsh, bowled beautifully in when we were away in the West Indies and – and bangladesh so and he batted he's he's securing that position at number three so and glenn maxwell he's been his bowling we feel that we can get a lot out of his off-spin bowling so we're strengthening our um batting in these conditions and we feel we can win with both combinations whether it's six five or seven four uh with the all-rounders
0: yeah, and you did elect to go with the the three quicks last night and only the one spinner in, Adam Zampa. So Ashton Agar misses out. Is that the model we can typically expect to see throughout the tournament or was that very much a horses for courses approach?
1: Yeah, very much. And we, we showed that in the last World Cup we played in England and to a degree to the last Ashes we played in England where we felt that we've got a really strong squad we've got different combinations we can win with. And in all our analysis of South Africa, we felt that having the extra quick rather than the left arm orthodox spinner um, was the way we'd win the game. Thankfully, it worked out that way, but um, they're very, very hard selections when you leave out Ashton Agar, whose numbers are sublime and Kane Richardson, who's brilliant in this form of the game. So they're tough selections, but I guess in one way, we're thankful that we're having to have tough selections.
0: Justin Langer, the Australian men's cricket team coach, chatting to us on Summer Grandstand here on ABC Sport across the country. Justin, it is the first time that the team's convened since, as you put it, you've had some pretty honest, frank, open conversations. In your words, how did those conversations play out?
1: Yeah, it is the first time since um, we lost the Test Series in against india it was a tough test match and there was a lot of well there was some public um, commentary i guess about how the team was going uh, i found that really humbling ben to be honest with the um that there was so much commentary about the team environment um, but what happened behind closed doors was as it should do in every great team there was some real honesty and um, we opened up about where we we're all at uh, where there's high expectations in the australian cricket team that you you win most of the time and you and you um, you present yourself as good people as well. So uh, we, we've had some honest conversations and we're moving forward. We've got really – we've got great leaders in our team. We've got great support staff. We've got some terrific players and people. So we're moving forward strongly and hopefully last night was a good start to that.
0: When you took over as the Australian coach, I remember Elite Honesty was a value that – you guys spoke about and you've since said that you didn't or you don't feel like you cultivated an environment in which that could happen how do you go about making that happen now and creating that environment to allow that sort of two years into your tenure
1: yeah I mean anyone who knows me knows that honesty is a pretty important value to me so um, I guess the comment about the environment about honest conversations if if things were playing out outside of our walls then that's an area we had to look at. And uh, I'll say um, publicly that some of the conversations I've had with my players in the last few months have been the best conversations I've had with any of my players in 10 years of being a head coach. So that's, you know, you've got to um, do it um, or act in that way so that people feel comfortable and confident we can do that. So, Hopefully, that's a really strong foundation for us moving forward.
0: Justin, uh, one thing you do do is always look to improve. Every day, you'll look to do something. You've got a lot of mentors. I mean, I spoke to one on the radio yesterday with Kim Hughes, Rick Charlesworth. I know you're close with Adam Simpson. Uh, Who are the mentors in coaching that you've spoken to? And What have you learned from them throughout this process?
1: well again it's been what what has been incredibly humbling over this period personally is not only the public commentary on the team but also um was almost overwhelming was how many people reached out <clears throat> to support me through that time so and in terms of mentors like I've been in, in through the covid period I've been on some incredible coaching forums with um uh, Trent Robinson from the Roosters, Don Pike, John Wurstfold, Ben Rutton, um uh Matt, Maddie King from the Roosters as well. Uh, I've spent a lot of time with Simo and his coaching staff. Um you know, I spoke to Alistair Clarkson, <laughs> um Chris Fagan, the people who reached out was unbelievable. Just to to just remind me, keep keep hanging in there, keep getting better. Keep working hard on the with your with your players, with your support staff, and um, you know, all great advice. So I wouldn't be sitting here now, Ben, talking to you without <laughs> the incredible mentors I've had throughout my whole career, and certainly, once again, um, they were amazing for me over this last
0: eight or nine months. Oh, I'm really interested in this personally because I, I think you and Al, Alistair Clarkson are kind of almost birds of a feather, Justin. You have very similar personalities. There's a, a bug-eyed intensity, a desire to win, fiercely competitive. What's one thing you took from, from Alistair Clarkson, the super coach in football?
1: Yeah, I think the other thing about um, Clarko is that um, we really care for our people as well. We we care he, – he cares deeply about the Hawthorne Footy Club – and I care deeply about Australian cricket. So um, he, he just look. He just he and I have spoken a bit over the years, um, and he was just you know, I'll, I'll keep the advice to myself. But he was just strong in 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 sticking to the course, um, and all the great all the great coaches who I've spoken to recently and throughout my ten years all say the same thing: stay focused. Stay focused, don't get distracted um, and look after your people and look after your strategy so that, you know, you can have good performance on and off the cricket field.
0: Now, I'm led to believe that I think at your house, maybe in your your home gym or your study, you have a wall in which you've written motivational quotes all over the wall. You put a post on LinkedIn recently. Uh, Why were you moved (laughs) to to post that? And were you surprised by how much uh, interest it garnered?
1: I well, in the first instance, I have got a room. Um, for anyone who knows me, I read a lot, I listen to a lot of podcasts, I talk to a lot of people, and it's all about uh, ever since I've been in Australian cricket. We talk about if you get up every day looking to get better, then you'll get better and we'll get better. So, um, so I read a lot, um, and I have got a room, I've got it's a huge room. And when we first bought the house, my wife nearly killed me because, sorry, when we built the house, Um, And I started writing and over the years, there's just in permanent marker, there's quotes and scriptures and poems. It's like the best wallpaper you've ever seen. I'll definitely write a book up there one day (laughs) um, because there's a story to every quote, I reckon. And there's literally hundreds. And what happened is I decided because when I'm at home, you know, when you're in uh, isolation and I love writing, Ben, I've written books and I write articles and I did English and English literature at school. So I thought, one thing I want to do when I get away is get back and write some positive articles and use some of this um, inspiration I've heard, read over the years. Or um, And my daughter sent me this one quote, and I thought, oh, that would be a nice thing to put on LinkedIn. Next thing, it's a cryptic message to the, to the world and my players. Oh, I nearly fell over. But I, on the inside, I'm laughing. Like a lot of the things... You know, we smile on the inside. We know what's happening within our walls and we know what's happening in my world. So, yeah, I was, I was a bit surprised by the reaction.
0: You're out of contract at the end of this summer. Does Justin Langer want to continue as the Australian coach? Yeah,
1: I get asked that a little bit. I was asked that um, by Ben Horn the other day. I, I said publicly over time, oh, the last... Year or so, last couple of years. Yeah, I I love my job. I mean, I I love the project of coaching the Australian cricket team. But I've also learned we've got some huge. We've got the World Cup and the Ashes. And I remember last time in England when we did the same thing. um, Or albeit it was a bit different. We had Stevie and Davy coming back um, from there. Suspension. We had the Amazon documentary happening at the time. We had a lot, a lot going on. It was incredibly tiring to have a World Cup and the Ashes together, but we've got to stay really focused on that, and we'll do that. We've got a tour to Pakistan after that, um, which is the first time since 1998. So there's plenty of things for me to be concentrating on rather than whether I'm coaching after my contract expires.
0: Last one, Justin. Thank you for your time here on uh, Summer Grandstand across Australia you're a good sand groper I'm based in in Perth doing this national show at the moment where does the national team coach stand on the the likelihood that WA will likely miss out on a test in the upcoming summer
1: oh, I hope not <laughs> I, hope, I hope not Ben I was you know I was so fortunate to go to the AFL grand final and the lead up and we saw I thought we were great custodians in West Australia of the AFL grand final we had it For this year, I know how much it hurt um, Victorians and the MCG. I loved our humility in in Australia and how, uh, in West Australia, how we accepted that. Um, It was an amazing event and I'd love to see a test match at Optus, um, you know, in front of 60,000 people for Ashes test match. So, look, I'll leave that to other people to sort through that. But obviously, um, I would love to see the Australian cricket team on that fast, bouncy wicket playing against England at Optus
0: Stadium later in the summer. Uh, Justin, best of luck for the remainder of the T20 World Cup over there in the UAE. Off to a good start. Sri Lanka up next. Uh, Thanks for coming on and speaking to the people of Australia here on Summer Grandstand. Thanks,
1: Ben.